everybody. How are you doing? How are you living? Week 15 of the NFL season is over with. It's gone. See you later. 2020 NFL season week 15. That's it. It's happened. Some crazy storylines that Therese and I are definitely going to get into. My name is Austin Cunningham. As always, Justin Therese with us um, as we get ready to break this down. But along with the storylines that took place this week is the draft talk news that comes along with it. Um, and then the playoff matchups because the playoffs are right around the corner. And then, of course, we're going to break down the games of what we saw, what our thoughts were. Uh, and another thing, Christmas is this week. Can you freaking believe it? Three days away for you guys that are, you know, for the days we're recording, two days for you guys listening on when this episode dropped. Like, it's nuts. This year seemed like it took forever at one point, and now it's just flown by. The NFL season, we're getting ready to go into week 16. Christmas is in a couple days, and 2020 is going to be over, which was a hellish year for a lot of people. Here I go another two minutes into the show. Justin Trees, how you doing, my man? Dude, couldn't be doing better. But you're right. It's crazy. Christmas, 72 hours away. I'm super excited. I love Christmas time. I love spending it with, you know, my wife and my kid. Um, so it's it's awesome. Super excited. You're right. The, the last quarter of this year went by way too fast. First three quarters of this year went by way too slow. Those lasted, it felt like, seven years. Last quarter felt like it lasted two weeks. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with football. I really do. I think you're exactly right. And, you know, of us speaking of Christmas, the New York Jets have gifted you maybe the best gift you've ever received in your life. Um, and it's a franchise quarterback. And like, I know you, you have a beautiful wife. You have an amazing son. But you got a franchise quarterback sitting right there in front of you. You just got to go get him and take care of him. And, dude, oh. you're already living the greatest life there ever freaking was. Now you're just going to add to it. 100%. I mean – Trevor Lawrence is, you're right, the best gift I've ever received in my entire life. <laughs> my wife's going to listen to that and be like, what did you just say? Yeah. This, maybe yep, she stopped listening right before that. Maybe like we hit maybe. the five-minute mark. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But um, I cannot believe the Jets won. And holy shit, we are two games away. We are 120 minutes away Jacksonville from changing this franchise for the next 10 to 15 years longer than that everything is going to change and I text you the other day I said imagine heading into the 2021 season without Patrick Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence on your team yikes you sent it and you wonder what yesterday at 1206 p.m. (laughs) Imagine not having Patrick Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence lined up to be on your roster in 2021. Would hate to be in that situation. And I was like, you're damn straight. Like, damn right, brother. (laughs) I can't wait, dude. I am so excited. And honestly, I want them to – I just want to just keep going on just the excitement train of with their 25th pick or whatever it's going to end up being, whatever the Rams do. Also, that game just was perfect, right? Because one – Jags move up. Two, the Rams move down because they, they have their pick. Three, it's Jalen Ramsey that helped to give them this pick. And then it's also Yannick Ngakwe who dominated against the Jaguars on Sunday that also helped them lose that game. It's just full circle. It's like they all ended up coming together as one. 
they they want to talk shit on Jacksonville, but they just helped them all out. So thank you. I appreciate that. But back to the point. Jags do need some help on offensive line, but I'm almost like, fuck it. Like, let's get another wide receiver and just make this even more exciting. And just go into next year and just go with... We got Chark, we got Chenault, we got another first-round rookie wide receiver, and it's these three with an undrafted James Robinson who's going to end, end up having like 1,600 total yards and just make it so this offense just has skill players for days. Would you rather take another receiver or keep Shark and Chenault at, of course, receiver, and then take Pat uh, Fairmuth? Um, Which is baby Gronk from Penn State. Yeah, I mean, sure. They, I think they they do need tight end help, but I'm not for taking a tight end in round one. I'm just not. I'm not pro tight end round one. <laughs> just not me. You're not at all. Um, I'm not, and he's going to be a very good player. I think. I really think so. But honestly, I kind of like the way that like Tyler Eifert has played this year. Like he's not like. He's not the sexy guy or anything, but, like, he kind of gets the job done. And so I like it. Um, You know, they also have a very early second-round pick. Obviously, could be the first overall second-round pick, which— It would be. It would be the 33rd pick. Yeah, it'd be 33rd. Um, Maybe he slips to there, and then I'd be down for it, right? Um, So they also need a ton of defensive help as well. but I, I mean, really love it's really the just Oregon depth wise safety. along the defensive line, correct? Uh, safety is just a huge need on both positions. So the Oregon safety, I love. Um, this Jaguars defense is getting just torn apart right now, but like they also are missing their top four cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm not putting too much stock into like how badly they're getting beat in the pass right now because I'm like, any team that's missing their top four cornerbacks would be getting beat. So it is what it is. Um, but anyways, you're right. I'm like, nothing could have made this weekend or this week at work worse. Like I'm so happy, so pumped. I got a couple congratulatory texts from like Colts fans saying congratulations. So, I mean, that's how happy they are for us, which we'll see. We'll see how that goes. That division changes, franchises changed. For us and the Jets, man, like what, like now the question is, what do they do, right? I know that we've been in a text thread and it was like, well, do they just take Sewell now and just go there? But as we speak, um, Wilson is dominating right now in their bowl game, uh, BYU versus UCF. He had five touchdowns and like 350 yards in the first half. In the first half? In the first half. Holy shit. So the question is, is, I mean, I think this performance locks him into a top four pick. That's what I'm going to say. I think it really comes down to just during the draft process. And I get that everybody's down on fields right now because he had a bad weekend against uh, Northwestern. Totally get that. But we also have seen people get kind of like taken down. And then once the draft process goes, like they, you know, they build them back up a little bit. You wonder if field still ends up having that potential at being number two, but I think like the top four picks are solidified. The order is different, right? So like number one, obviously going to be Lawrence and then it's fields, Sewell and Wilson. In my opinion, it's those three and just however they fall, they fall. Wilson falling to the Carolina Panthers would be amazing. 
Yes, which was what I was exactly getting at is so i've obviously been very vocal about how i thought teddy bridgewater is the guy mm-hmm. next year still with carolina they just fired their gm this weekend so everything that i've said is thrown out the window that's right yes, you're giving me that look they, i just for it just clicked that remembering that um yeah the thing with the jets is like if you're number two like i think if you're not getting trevor lawrence just keep sam donald another year ultimately like I'm Justin Fields. I'm around Matt. I'm around Mel all day. And it's just like they've completely heel turned on, you know, the type of prospect that he is. But I even opened up to him today and I was like, you know, maybe I I should be a little bit more vocal on kind of like what my thought process is to you guys on some of these players because I'm not as invested in the NFL draft as clearly they are um, or even you, Treese. But I feel like I've talked to you about this. Like I've never really thought – Justin Fields was a great prospect for the NFL because he's another one of those quarterbacks at Ohio State that comes in and does the job. And what other quarterback have we seen come out of Ohio State and be productive in the NFL? You know what I mean? Like, pick up the offense and grasp it and make the right throws. Like, he doesn't have the arm strength. He is athletic, but he's also playing with several other NFL talent, like, on that team. I think you're in a very slippery slope by going off of, uh, I don't know if this player's good because nobody at this position from this school has been good before. No, no. Like, I, you could say I the same thing about, te- I 100% about Patrick get that. Mahomes, right? 100% get yeah. that. But it's more of the fact of like the, the talent that has been surrounded by the other quarterbacks that have come from it. Like, you know, like it's the same system. It's the same NFL talent that's always present. But it also goes into the fact of, like, when you watch Justin Fields play, you know, he plays a slightly good defense. Everything seems to fall apart. Decision-making's not good. You can, you know, the being in the pocket, the presence, hanging on to the ball too long. It just – it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, ooh, that needs to be better if he's going to be the number two pick in a draft and try to be the franchise guy. I'm not comfortable with that situation, you know, so, with Justin Field to the Jets. Like, if that's it, I would much rather them just keep Sam Darnold. But opposite side, nobody loved Justin Herbert last year. Everybody's like, man, this kid can't do anything. This kid throws for 120 yards a game. How has he even considered this? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of draft people that hated Justin Herbert and said he's not even a top like 30 or 40 player. Actually, I think Matt was one of them. Actually, I don't I don't remember exactly where mm-hmm. he said, so I'm not putting that into his words. But if I remember correctly, he was somewhere in that 30 range overall. Um, so, like, we, you know, we could play this game all game. But what I, what I am going to say is I think that Justin Fields has not used his legs as much as he's going to in the NFL, and that's going to change things. Like, look at what Herbert is doing, and look what, like— Jalen Hurts are doing like Fields can do what those guys are doing with his legs, and I think that changes everything. And he had an awesome touchdown run against uh, Northwestern that ended up getting called back, and I think that changes everything. When if you're starting to talk about that game, if that, in my opinion, questionable holding call doesn't get called, right? Like then we change we change everything. So i i get it though like because i i'm i'm with you where i thought he was the clear-cut number two and he has struggled where now i'm like honestly maybe he is number three and maybe wilson is number two right like it's making me question that so i'm there but i have not 
shifted gears on, I don't believe Justin Fields is going to be a good NFL quarterback because I actually think he is going to, and I think there's going to be creative offensive coordinators that put him in the right spot. So if you're the Jets then, and you're, I mean, you're clearly here at number two, if Jacksonville doesn't mess this up and decide to try and win a game in these next two weeks, one of them being yep. against the Chicago Bears. I don't know why I said Chicago that way. It's Chicago against the <laughs> Chicago Bears. Um, like the New York Jets are right there back at one, and they are going to take Trevor Lawrence, and then that's it for Sam Donald in New York. But with them being at number two, would you rather take a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields, or would you rather have, you know, Sam Donald right there, a guy that, you know, you know hasn't been put in the best situations, hasn't had an offensive line, has not had playmakers around him, and the front office that was there before Joe Douglas clearly did not do a good job. So, personally, to answer my own question to you, I would much rather the Jets keep Sam Darnold and try and build around that and give him another year. I'm going to, like, try to avoid the answering the question by saying it depends on their on who their next head coach is. I think that has a big factor on that. But... Also, I don't think that Sam Darnold has had a fair chance, so I would not criticize them by taking Sewell and just trying to protect him and moving forward with Darnold. But I also would not criticize them by saying, we need to move on. Yep. Like, I could see it either way. Like, um, if that does happen, man, Cincinnati is pissed. Like, that sucks Sewell, for Cincinnati. Yeah. If, they take, if the Jets take Sewell, like, Cincinnati, I don't— Cincinnati at that point has to trade back. Like, they have to. You cannot take a player. You have to trade back and just go, give us whatever you want. Your franchise quarterback's here. You can have the pig of the litter besides the goat Trevor Lawrence. Like, you can have anybody else. I mean, who would so. trade up right there? Like, is Atlanta willing to do that? Um, I mean, they're at five. Like, is it Detroit? No. Is it San Francisco? Is it New yeah, England? It's probably one like, is New England in a position to just give up a ton of draft capital? No. I mean, they've been sucking at draft picks anyways, so maybe. I mean, specifically wide receiver, but, like, it feels like they do a lot better at, like, super late picks than they are early picks. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, maybe. I, I would say for sure San Francisco and Detroit are the two options. And, again, with Detroit, it all depends, man. New GM, new head coach, do they want to keep Stafford? They're in the same boat as the Jets. Mm-hmm. Like, do they keep their guy and say we haven't the, you know, previous regime didn't set this team up for success um so it's one of those two i'm looking through the list like the, it's literally nobody else it, it, it's one of those two and i think that detroit and san francisco who are picking 11 and 12 right now will both move up i think that there's a lot of teams like dallas or philadelphia they play each other so one of them is going to win to bump it up the giants play those teams so you know again more wins i think the chargers win another game um, so really, I think that those two teams, what I'm getting at are both probably in the top seven, oh, really? seven or eight. Cause I mean, yeah. that was going to be my next point then. Like if you're Cincinnati, if the season ended today, Detroit's picking 11, San Francisco's <clears throat> picking 12, like that's not a very beneficial trade back for Cincinnati because it would, they're still missing. It would cost them, them next. Sorry for cutting you off. It would cost them next year's. So 2022 first rounder as well. Who? Detroit. If, say, if, say if the season oh. ended today, they wanted to trade up from 11 to 3, it would cost 
2021 first rounder and 2022 first rounder. I mean, it's probably going to anyways, don't you think? Um, I mean, not if they're at, if they're at seven, I think that they could manage ways of getting, you know, a first or a second rounder, maybe the next two second rounders rather than a first. Okay. What did the, uh, the Chicago bears give up? Why am I saying it so weird? What did the bears give up to move up one spot with the 49ers to get Trubisky? I don't know, like a third rounder or something like that. Oh, I thought it was more than that. For some reason, I thought it was multiple first-rounders as well. No, 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 absolutely not. Whoop. Whoops. Whoops-a-daisy, I'm sitting here asking us questions that, you know, we don't know the answer to off the top of our heads. Uh, yeah. Couldn't tell if you had that look on your face like you found it. Um, But anyways, no. like, if you're Cincinnati and the Jets do take Sewell, like Trish said, you're in a position where you are going to have to trade back, and depending who that is – you know, that still leaves Wilson um, and Justin Fields on the board to take. And now it really comes down to, you know, which quarterback feels to be the better fit in that system. When you look at San Francisco, and I bring up the 49ers just because we know their head coach and their GM um, here in the situation, what quarterback is better suited for the 49ers, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? I feel like for us, that answer might be obvious. But for people listening, they're definitely going to be questioning that. Yeah, for sure. And sorry, going back to it, they gave up two third rounders and a fourth rounder. Oh my God! Wow. Okay, that was not much. That was not as bad as I thought it was. And it was more than what I thought it was. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, so, but going back to what you were saying and uh, the other teams, right? Carolina. I think that it is set that they will now take a quarterback. Atlanta still think it's very, very questionable. Like, what are they going to do? They could go after cornerback. They could go after quarterback, either one. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways Atlanta could go. Miami, man, they're just sitting in a pretty spot. Like, they are are going to get probably anybody that they really want because it's going to be all quarterbacks and Sewell before them. Jamar Chase. Uh, Devontae Smith. I would much like, like um, that's interesting. That's a that's a. I mean, I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people are forgetting how good Chase actually was, yep. just because he sat out this year. So I, I I would agree with that. But you know, it could be, um, especially because obviously Tua has played with Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is that connection there that could, I kind of skew that a little bit, um. And then you go into Philadelphia, Dallas. Again, I think it's going to be more that Detroit and San Francisco area. Man, it's going to get crazy. I think that the first four picks are pretty solidified. Again, order might change. But then after that, I think it's all chaos. If um, the 49ers were to trade up with Cincinnati, what quarterback do they take? Saying assume, Assuming the Jets take Sewell? Yes. Uh, Wilson. Okay. That's where my mind was as well. And that still Wilson fits Shanahan's difference. Carolina, or on, yeah. Which I think is a good fit as well. Actually, the style of offense that they would run, I think, would fit well. I agree. Especially with him and Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Yep. Robbie Anderson. Sorry, did you say Robbie Anderson already? No. Sorry, I don't no, know I if you not. said that or not. But Excuse me. But, I'm sorry, yeah. Robbie Anderson. You deserve that respect. Um. It's going to be a fun draft. You know, in this 
the last couple of years I've really dug into it uh, more so with you, Therese, than anything else. But, like, this year I feel like I have a complete understanding of the players that are coming in to this draft class. You know, I understand – like, I'm more aware of where they're coming from, their position value, what the team needs are, and, and really just – just more excitement built around the draft going into 2021 than I have been the last couple of years. Um, and another part of that is, you know, who are my Kansas City Chiefs taking at the end of the round one, whether it is pick 32 or it's pick 29. Um, I think they're right there picking at the very end of it, and that's going to be it for a while. And so there's all these question marks for it, but I'm excited to get into that. Um, excuse me, as the season wraps up and – we get more into the draft talk world. Was there anything else that you wanted to discuss in terms of the NFL draft? I love Trevor Lawrence. That's it. Let's end off with that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, potential playoff matchups. Let's get into that as well. Uh, there are some serious playoff implications within these next two weeks for the AFC and the NFC. Um, and, Teresa, I don't know if this is where you're wanting to go with it, but it's something that definitely had my attention today as I was finishing up my power rankings column that I've been doing uh, this year. And it's Arizona being at the seventh seed right now. They currently hold that seventh seed with a record at eight and six. And I don't think a lot of people realize the Chicago Bears are directly behind them. Like, they're, they're biting at the chomps to just – or chomping at the bits, excuse me. Man, I am just messing shit up today. Look at me go. <laughs> God dang. Ah, they're just chomping at the bits to get this seed. And I was looking at the schedule today and, you know, what's the possibility of this really happening? And Arizona's last two games are against the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. Well, against San Francisco, we have no idea what this team's going to look like next week. C.J. Beathard might be the starting quarterback. Well, they just picked up Josh Rosen from Tampa Bay's practice squad. So he is now back home in California and San Francisco. Actually, it's in Arizona because that's where the 49ers still are, correct? Yep. Ooh, that just kind of clicked. Yikes, homeboy's back in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely going to be playing with some redemption. Uh, in case people don't know, that's where he was drafted, 10th pick um, in, what, 2006, 2018? 17 he was in a Mahomes 18? class yeah 18 18 yeah. 18 um and so within that like he's got something to prove so if he does i don't think he'll be starting this weekend so it doesn't matter in this scenario but again with arizona they play san francisco you don't know what this team's going to look like week from week week to week and then they end the year with the los angeles rams well when you look at the Rams schedule they're in a tough spot where they can't afford to lose any games either because they want to win the division they want to host a playoff game <sighs> And they are playing at Seattle, and then they get Arizona at home. So this NFC West is going to come all the way down to the wire um, on you know the possibility of the Rams even missing the playoffs or sneaking in against the Chicago Bears. But here's the thing with Chicago is they're on a tear right now with their offense, and the way they are playing is just absolutely incredible. David Montgomery had another, what, 140-some yards and two touchdowns and like over 30 touches this game incredible performance by him um, in their game against the Vikings. Now they play Jacksonville, which Jacksonville has locked up Trevor Lawrence pretty much. They don't – I'm going to assume Jacksonville is just going to let David Montgomery eat once again. Like, hey, our defensive line is beat up. We're dealing with injuries on our defense. Just don't hurt us any more than we already are. We'll see you next year with Trevor Lawrence. I'm expecting him to beat Jacksonville. Then they play Green Bay in week 17. Green Bay is going to have the division locked up. 
They're going to be a lock for the number one seed in the NFC, so they're already going to get a bye week. So I'm assuming they're pretty much going to be resting their starters in week 17. So Chicago's starters, <laughs> who will be fighting for a playoff spot, are going to be playing the Packers backups, and they should win that game. And that puts them right there with Arizona. And I think, again, there's a real possibility the Chicago Bears find a way into the playoffs. And if they do it the way they're playing in this offense rolling with Mitchell Trubisky going, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I literally have nothing to lose but my entire career here. Let's go tear some shit up. There's a possibility they make it. Oh, 100%. Uh, interesting that you said Green Bay's going to have it locked up because they're only a game ahead of New Orleans right now. And Green Bay plays Tennessee this weekend. So if they lose that game and the Saints beat Minnesota, which they're going to on on Christmas Ooh, Day. I wouldn't say by that. By the way. They... The Saints will 100% beat the Vikings. You know, I'm sure they've said the same thing in the playoffs before. I'm sure they have. They will 100% beat the Vikings this weekend. And it's not even the weekend. It's fucking Friday. It's Christmas. (laughs) So, um, that's going to happen. But, I mean, that's a a big thing. Say, Say the Saints win. Green Bay say they lose. Now they have the same record. So, no, Green Bay will not be sitting their starters against the Bears. So, but anyways, fair point on the Bears. Yep, just totally take my agree. entire it's point and throw it right out the fucking windows. We're driving 90 down the highway. Appreciate it. Not at all. Not at all. I just wanted to point out that Green Bay is not going to have a easy an easy road. Um Moving to the AFC, since you focus on the NFC, AFC is huge. So right now, the three and six seed are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. That's who would play in round one. They also play this weekend. So that is huge. Uh, the Again, the Titans are the four seed, trying to hold off the Colts from taking over the division lead. And again, they play Green Bay on Sunday night. So... That's another big one. And then you have some other ones. Miami versus um, Las Vegas. Las Vegas is right now currently the 10 seed. They're right behind uh, the Ravens who are sitting at the... Or sorry, they're the 9 seed. Ravens are sitting there at the 8 seed. Um, But they play Miami. They win there. Now all this changes, right? And so, I mean, Ravens are... Ravens are sitting perfectly, I think, for making the playoffs here. Because of just all these teams playing against each other, like I think a lot, a lot of these teams have to face these tough opponents. They might beat themselves up and get give everybody a loss. Where it's going to let the Ravens, they play the Giants this weekend and then Cincinnati mm-hmm. last week of the year. So I think the Ravens are sitting pretty on getting in there. But again, I mean, right now you're doing whatever you can do not to be the seventh seed. Like you don't want to play the Bills round one. <laughs> Yeah, because right now the Bills are number two seed, and that's a really good point. Because who's the seven seed right now in the AFC? The the Dolphins, Miami. excuse me. And I mean, they end the year um, against Buffalo. Like that's their last game of the year, so they're not. They don't have an easy end of the schedule either, because they like you just mentioned. They travel to Vegas and then they travel to Buffalo after having a three game home stretch here against what is it, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and New England which they went two for one on. It's just it's one of those situations where you look at Miami and as well as this year's gone, there's a possibility they just find themselves out of it. Yeah. Oof. I 
I really do. I think it's going to be hard for Miami to make the playoffs. That's what it comes down to, just because of their schedule. Because, um, again, I think the Ravens win out. Baltimore, if they go 1-1, one and one, Ravens pass them because they have the same record right now. I mean, Miami so. should beat Las Vegas, correct? Like, that should yeah, be Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, no, they should. They 100% should beat Vegas. But the Bills are not going to be resting people because the Bills want the two seed. Like, the Bills don't want to go in as the three seed and be risking Pittsburgh passing them. You know, like, w- I would much rather have to be facing... I don't know. Like, that's the thing, though. Like, all these teams can go off at any moment. Like, it's weird to say, would I really want to play Miami or, like, the Ravens more than I would want to play Tennessee or Indianapolis, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that those other teams in the AFC South are a little bit better than the two I just mentioned. But, like, at the same time, they're all good. Like, they all have these areas of their team that you're just – scared of and just like yeah these guys can beat us at any single given sunday is there a way i'm getting at is the afc south or sorry the afc playoffs are going to be amazing they really are because i mean pittsburgh's in a situation where they can lose five straight because they play indianapolis and then they play at cleveland and the way indianapolis defense is looking big ben's gonna struggle dude like i there's no way that offense just they're, they haven't been able to run the ball, and they're surely not going to pass on that secondary. Indianapolis is going to beat Buffalo. Is going to beat the Steelers this weekend. Yeah, I'm not questioning that. Like, I could easily see that, especially after that piss poor for performance last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also could see Pittsburgh, you know, just turning it around and then making another run. Like, I they have the talent to do it. I don't think that happens. I think you're right that the Colts win. But I'm not going to just all – I'm not going to say Pittsburgh's completely done and they're not going to win another game this year, which is, I think, kind of what you're saying, right? Because you said lose five in a row, which would be losing the last two games in the season. And I would assume if that happens, that's going to put them at the six or seven seed at that point. And, I mean, they are not going to beat Buffalo or the Colts again, right? <laughs> Or, no, I or mean, even Tennessee. For real, so, though. Like, the injuries that you're basically they've saying dealt with on Pittsburgh defense, is not winning. Yet. Yeah. I'm pretty much saying Pittsburgh's done. Yeah. Um, I mean, they looked horrible, so can't really argue it. Um, yeah. It's going to be crazy. So, we're basically saying the, the Browns are winning that division. Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted crazy that last night. That I was say, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're only a game back. Browns play the Jets this weekend. Browns are not losing that game. Like, especially now that they saw that the Rams yep. lost. Like, they're they're going to be ready, no, right? A, like, that's no uh, longer a trap game. Yeah. yeah, no longer a trap game there. Um, so, then it comes down to the Week 17, which is Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. And then if, assuming Pittsburgh loses to the Colts, then they have the same record going into that last week. If Pittsburgh wins, and I, I, I don't know the tiebreaker here, but I think if Pittsburgh wins, or sorry, if Pittsburgh loses, I guess it doesn't really matter, right? So, I'm sorry, I'm just doing the math. Okay, Pittsburgh beats Indianapolis, but then loses to the Browns, so they have the same record at the end of the year. I think Pittsburgh still has the tiebreaker, though. I think that's it. I think 
Cleveland actually needs Pittsburgh to lose this weekend. And again, I don't know that for a fact, but I, Cleveland I thought needs I saw that Pittsburgh somewhere. Pittsburgh to lose? To Indianapolis. Because if, if Indianapolis... So if Pittsburgh beats Indianapolis, they go into Week 17, Pittsburgh up one game um, on Cleveland, and then they lose, then they'll have the same record. But anyways, so it's going to be interesting to see how, how it all plays out. Um, basically, being the two seed, I think, is a very important thing, obviously, because you're going to be facing the worst team in that playoff in whatever conference you are, um, so obviously. But I think that it's because three through six are teams that are very much even. I think it's where did you get lucky on what division did you lie in and what head-to-head matchup was the big difference maker. I mean, right now, like it's weird because Cleveland has beat Tennessee, uh, but right now Tennessee's the four seed because they're winning the division, and then Cleveland is five, um, even though that they beat them. And Cleveland beat Indianapolis as well, but they're going to be behind one of those teams no matter what because because of the division win. So it's going to be intense. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about is just like how crazy these are at. So let's just do a little fun game. Let's just assume the playoffs end. They're starting tomorrow. Miami versus Buffalo. Assuming you got Buffalo there. Yep, 100%. Um, Pittsburgh versus Indianapolis. You just said uh, Indianapolis. So now you got a six seed going on there. And then you have Cleveland versus Tennessee. Who do you got? Um, I'm taking Tennessee in that matchup. Okay, so you now are saying that it's going to be Tennessee versus Buffalo. Who do you got? Ooh, um, I'm going to take Buffalo. The way that offense is looking, it's just going to be too much to handle. And Tennessee, like, they're going to have to pass at some point in the game because of how effective Josh will, or excuse me, Josh Allen um, is in throwing the ball and what that offense has looked like. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a close one, but I'm taking Buffalo. Which now means Cleveland faces the team you said you do not want to see in the playoffs in their first playoff matchup, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. I Obviously, you're going to take the Chiefs, but you have specifically said that is the one team you don't want to play, and now all of a sudden you have to face them in the divisional round. Yep. I'm aware. I'm very much aware. <clears throat> okay, so let's do... I know that how the rest of that plays out, right? Kansas City ends up going to the Super Bowl for you. So let's just do it the next. Let's do NFC here. Okay. So Arizona versus Saints. Uh, if if Michael Thomas is back and playing New Orleans. Okay. Tampa Bay versus Seattle. Seattle. They are going to destroy Tampa Bay. 100% agree. Uh, Rams versus Washington. You know what? I would take Washington. You're crazy. Actually, you're not because they can get pressure on Jared Goff. You're absolutely not crazy. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, that would mean so that you just have the top four seeds going in. So now you have Green Bay versus Washington. Green Bay versus Washington. Green Bay's winning that um, pretty easily just because their offensive line is better. We'll be able to contain that pass rush. And we've seen Aaron Rodgers, you know, ability to escape the pocket and make throws downfield. And that secondary is not the best for Washington. Um, and we've seen Green Bay just show the ability to put points on the board like crazy. Dude, Aaron Rodgers is just doing amazing jobs at just getting the ball out in like .2 seconds right now. Like, so he's, he's just going so to do easy. Sorry to interrupt. So you. easy. 
No, you're good. We talked about this numerous times about the whole Chargers versus Patriots game where Bosa's like yelling at Brady to stop throwing the ball so quick. It's going to be the same thing, but it's going to be Chase Young yelling at Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. Uh, So, okay, so now we got Seattle versus New Orleans. Seattle versus New Orleans. I'm taking Seattle. Like, that defense is going to be too much for New Orleans. Um, Alvin Kamara, you know, is going to be a, a good factor or a good playmaker for New Orleans. But when you got Jamal Adams coming off the edge, you know, a heat-seeking missile, it's pretty freaking good. And I just don't think yeah. that defense will be able to contain all of the weapons that Seattle has. And I don't think those okay. weapons for Seattle get an, an, enough recognition. Agreed. Okay, cool. And so then you got Saints at, sorry, Seattle at, uh, at Green Bay. Yep. That, I don't fucking know. No, that's fine. We we did enough for now. Um, we're going to be doing this again in two weeks when it's the real thing. So I just kind of want to see how that played out. So, all right. So that kind of does it for that. Let's move on into just a couple uh, game breakdowns. Yeah, absolutely. So our first game uh, of week 15 was that Thursday night matchup against the Chargers and the Raiders. And let's just go ahead and say Marcus Mariota is fucking back, baby. Uh, Derek Carr goes down early with an injury. And then Marcus Mariota, like I said, just comes in and, and does the job well. He led this offense and he looks a little thicker. You know, he looks like he's running very well. He was absorbing contact just fine. And then when it came time to throw the ball downfield, he was putting it on the money. Darren Waller once again stepped up and had himself a big game. I'm sitting here talking about the Raiders, but we need to give Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers some credit as well because their defense is banged up. It doesn't look the best. This offense, you know, it is what it is. But at times it's like, they just get stagnant or they can't get down the field. But when it matters the most, Justin Herbert has stepped up and led this team to back-to-back victories for game-winning drives. In week 14, he did it. In week 15, he did it again against the Raiders on Thursday night. This time, it was in overtime on the goal line against the division rival. That's a huge game. That's a highlight real type of moment for Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and you have to love that if you're them. That other Saturday game, though, the Bills and the Broncos, man, you're embarrassed if you're the Broncos. Actually, I don't know if you're embarrassed. It's more of just like a holy shit. That's what we could be in a couple years if everything works out just like it did for the Bills. I think that's how the Broncos should look at that game. It was like, ooh, Drew Locke is not Josh Allen, but if he can at least be the great value version of it and make things happen outside of the pocket – make these type of throws and our defense can make plays and we can use our offensive weapons to be difference makers, we're going to be just as good, if not better than the Buffalo Bills. Like this AFC West, the potential that it has or the potential that's there for the AFC West in the next five years for all these teams is going to be crazy, especially for the Denver Broncos and Los Angeles Chargers. And of course, my Kansas City Chiefs. Of course. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Sort of. I I don't believe in Drew Locke. So um, I think I'm just indifferent on that one. I agree that the upside and everything is there. But I just don't believe that he can be consistent enough that you'll ever see that full potential week in and week out. Like, 
That's just kind of how I feel. I just because it's games like this where I'm just like, man, like this is it. Like this is why. Like this is who he is. So honestly, I mean, without without as many interceptions, it very much feels like it could be the Jameis Winston Tampa Bay Buccaneers type offense. Ooh. Without as many interceptions, I'm not saying that he's a 30 interception guy. Maybe more of like a 20. But like where you have games where you're like, holy shit, this offense was awesome. This was fun. They put up 45 points. And then there's also going to be games where they're like, yeah, they put up seven. And he also threw six interceptions. So it was <laughs> it was a fun guessing game of do they score more points or have more interceptions. Uh, so I just don't – I'm just not a believer in him. I think – Man, like, the dream scenario is if they could get a Wilson. Like, if they could get Wilson, that would be... The Broncos? Then you would be like, oh, yeah. And I know they're not going after a quarterback this year. I know they're not. I'm just saying, like, that type of quarterback is where you'd be like, holy shit. Now now we got something to worry about. Patrick Mahomes and Zach Wilson. <laughs> Mahomes versus Mormon Mahomes. Look out. That's what people are deeming. Yeah. Deeming Zach Wilson anyways. Yeah. Um. Are you guys deeming him that in Utah, or is that just not happening? Is it happening everywhere else? Um, it happens a lot more everywhere else in the world than it does in Utah. Like we just call him Zach Wilson from BYU, and we just <laughs> as, we just as, we just know that he's Mormon because he goes to BYU. So we don't have to literally call him Mormon Mah- Mormon Mahomes because like he goes to a school that you need to be Mormon. <laughs> Alrighty then, move it along. <laughs> uh, I don't think we need to talk about all these games, like the Panthers no. and Packers, like that. The Packers are supposed to win that, they did. Ravens and Jaguars. Yannick Ngakwe had himself a day. The Ravens' offense looked like it was clicking. Granted, they were playing the Jaguars. I'm sorry, Trees. We expected them to win that game. Uh, the next yep. one, the Buccaneers and the Falcons. If you're Atlanta and you're playing Tom Brady, it doesn't matter what the score is. Just put a fucking L on it. Like, there's no way. Like, I don't understand how you did it again. Like, you get this big lead, and you just – you can't hold it. Like, you can't contain it, and you can't blame Kyle Shanahan. You can't blame the head coach. It just – it's fucking Tom Brady. So, good for you guys. Is there anything you want to add to that game? Uh, I mean, this game was very entertaining. Um, We didn't talk about Pro Bowl because I really wanted us to have, like, an episode on it. But – and a lot of people are talking about all these snubs and stuff, and there's a lot – Calvin Ridley, for me, is the biggest snub. Like, him not making the Pro Bowl is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Nine touchdowns, like 1,300 yards or something like that for him, and he's missed a game? Like, come on, get out of here. He's missed more than one game, hasn't he? No, I think he's on. I think he ended up... I think he left one game early, and then he missed one game. Okay. okay. Um, our next game's the 49ers and Cowboys. Like, I know the Cowboys won, but, like, just my God... Thank God for Tony Pollard on my fantasy team. Still didn't matter. I got my ass whooped. But that was pretty much the only bright spot in that entire game. CeeDee Lamb is special. Like, we we stopped talking about him because, like, he was amazing with Dak Prescott, and then he's had just literally shit quarterbacks for more than half of the year. And so, like, we kind of forgot about him. But that dude is legit. Like, yeah. I, he is so good. He's going to be a problem next year. The only aggravating yes, thing with the Cowboys is, like, they do have these weapons on offense. They can't take advantage of it. And, like, I know Ezekiel Elliott didn't play, but, like, even when he has been playing, he hasn't been a part of anything. 
Like he hasn't been leaving that impact that we're used to seeing. I know the offensive line's been banged up, but like, damn, so is everyone else's. Yeah. Kellen Moore better take that Boise State job. That's a good point. Hit, obviously, alma mater, right? Yeah. Like, he Boise clearly State does great. not have. Yeah, yeah, goat there mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and he clearly doesn't have full say in this offense because this offense is not the the same play calling offense as it was last year. Like it has changed for the worst. Yep. In so we're blaming McCarthy on this, correct? One thousand <laughs> percent. I love it when you say percent. <laughs> like just the one hundred, one thousand percent. It's so like it's better freaking believe it. Oh, let's get into our next game: the Lions versus the Titans. Uh, Trace, we both got the spread here. I did I beat you in the spread this week? By the way, is that something I need to bring up? No, I beat you by one. But I beat you. Oh, look at all those player prop bets, though. You did. You caught up on the player prop bets on me. You smell that? No, you're smelling a comeback, dude. Dude, you're down seven, and we have. Two weeks, so there's 12 to go. Hey, I'm just going to stick with the game, the same game plan that I had last week. Let you pick first, right. pick the opposite. Hell, it fucking worked. <laughs> Let me tell you. I was upset on the Jarvis Landry <laughs> one because I did 62 yards for Landry, and I went over, you went under, and he had 61. I was so pissed. Um, You'd love to see it if you're mean. So, so here, here, going back to the Titans versus Lions game, this game should have been way closer than what it was. Uh, Lions turned the ball over twice inside the 10-yard line in the first half. Twice. And both of those would have tied the or put them within one score. He's laughing at me because I literally pointed, I gave him the two fingers of uh, twice. It looked like it was just um, like a a, ma- like a massive peace sign in the early 2000s. Like, Mm, take my picture, bruh. Oh, twice. But seriously, um, I actually thought the Lions were playing a really good game, um, and those two turnovers just kind of killed them. Uh, obviously, the Titans were kind of doing what they could on offense, like anything they wanted. But I felt like the Lions were doing the same exact thing on the Titans. Uh, just two unfortunate fumbles. Uh, Swift fumbled it on like the half-yard line, and then uh, Hawkinson fumbled it, I think, around the 15-yard line, something like that. So... And it, it was a brutal game for the Lions on that side. Um, Stafford's awesome. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where he's not a Lion next year and he's going to fucking dominate. Yep. Like, wherever he is, he's going to dominate and Lions fans are going to lose their shit. Like, they're, they're legit. Like, you're going to need, if you have a friend that is a Lions fan next year when Stafford's doing something great and given we do in Riley... Like, you're going to need to call him every Sunday, <laughs> him or her, and just like, hey, you all right? Like, do you need to talk? I'm here for you. Because, like, they're going to be seriously depressed. Like, they're going to be so upset. Like, that they're just like, why couldn't we Why couldn't we win? And they're going to question everything about Patricia and Quinn and the ownership, and they're going to just wonder, like, why couldn't you just do your job? Where does he go? Jeez. Can they find a, can the can the Niners find a way to get out of that contract with Jimmy G where they're not eating money and then take on the Stafford contract? Uh, they have an out this offseason, dude. I believe. 
Yeah, but I still think it's like paying like I still think it's like paying like eighteen, nineteen million. If you can get Matthew Stafford to be productive in that offense, who fucking cares? It's also true. It is also true. I mean, and I don't know. Especially I, you if kind you of put keep me on the spot here. Sala but. as the defensive coordinator. Yeah. What about the Colts? I was honestly, I was the Pittsburgh Steelers. See, Steelers don't have the money, dude. Like, they literally have to pay Big Ben $45 million next year and have no out. He's going to retire. I, I hope they try and, like— There's no way he retires. There's no way. There's no way somebody's going to retire when they know they're going to make $45 million. Not going to happen. <laughs> That's why the conversation Why on earth came would you do that? With, I think I can play next year. Yeah, for sure, dude. No out. Like the all that they could do is like pray that he says I'll play two more years and they can separate that money into two and make it so they only have to eat, you know, like half of that money instead of the full forty five million or whatever it is. I don't know the exact number, but it's it's a shitload. But why I say the Colts is because they're supposed to have like the third most money. I think they're right behind the Jets and the Jaguars. They are. Like and Philip Rivers gonna be gone, like oh my goodness! And everyone's and I know that Carson Wentz there. They are, and again, because they have that money. But at this point, and given I'm still a Wentz guy, I know mm-hmm. you are as well. But like, God, it would be hard not to go with Stafford. <laughs> it really would. Just but, bring in both. Like, oh my God! Just like, hey, we have 90 million in cap space. We're gonna use 80 of it on these <laughs> two guys. <Yeah. laughs> Um, that would be awesome. But I know that, uh, I was talking to Barnes the other day and he wants, uh, Mac Jones from Alabama in Al, um, in with the Colts. And I was like, that's actually a really good fit. It is. Every time I think of Mac Jones, uh, it just, it points to the New England Patriots for me. I don't know how, I don't know what way, shape or form, but Mac Jones as a New England Patriots quarterback, just, it just rings every time. Every time I hear Mac Jones, it's just... New England Patriots logo pops up and Bill Belichick just being like, (laughs) yeah, one bad year, still got a franchise quarterback. Suck it. Exactly. I mean, that's the Colts, right, though? Like, that's the Colts to the T. They got fucking Peyton Manning for 18 years. Dude fucking breaks his neck one random year, so they suck, and then they get fucking Andrew Luck. Get the fuck out of here. Same with the, same with Green Bay. Those two are the most lucky franchises I've ever seen. Like, oh, they've just had Brett Favre's going to start saying like the last thirty years. Since yeah, you have not me either. I'm not saying just you. Like we have not seen those two teams without a franchise quarterback with them. Shit. I've never seen the New England Patriots without one either, though. Well, that's a lie. Right now. Yeah, right. But right now, but again, one year, like for me, I'm like if it's one year and then you get another one, that's okay. Because like you could say that with the Colts, right? Because Peyton Manning yep. didn't play. Obviously, they had to suck one year to not have, you know, not to have one, and yep. then they just get a great one. So, um, anyways, it's ridiculous, fucking ridiculous. It's it's just it's knocking fut. Um, moving along to these next games though, like the Patriots and Dolphins. The Dolphins won the game they're supposed to. Sorry, keep going. Oh, um, the Dolphins are supposed to win this game. Good for them. Uh, the Bears and Vikings. I, I've talked about the Bears a lot this episode. They have a chance at the playoffs. There's a real possibility that they make it. Trace, anything else you want to add in these next couple games? 
I mean, Montgomery and Allen Robinson are just making this offense work. And um, I know we've always talked about, like, where is Allen Robinson going to go? If they make the playoffs and they continue to be this good, Allen Robinson is going to resign with the Bears. Ooh. Is, <laughs> is Carson Wentz to the Bears a possibility? One, I actually don't know what the Bears' contra, or, uh, salary cap situation is like. I have no idea either. I would assume not great. I think this is something, and I don't we know why that. Get more information on, and then come back next episode with all these cap yeah. things, and we can just alter. Like, hey, they could do this, and we're just gonna get fan base sure. super hyped up for a possibility of something that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna do that right before free agency starts, right? Like for the whole like two Absolutely. weeks before it starts, we're gonna do that. Um, so that's that. Washington versus Seattle, actually a very entertaining game. Um, Dwayne Haskins is not good and loves strip clubs more than James Harden. So um, there we are on that one. Uh, Jets versus Rams. Uh, we don't need to talk about this anymore. Thank you. Um, I I'm unfortunately didn't get anybody answering my tweet the other day when I was asking for their addresses of Adam Gase and Frank Gore and Sam Darnold. I just want to send them a gift. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you guys can't just send me the goddamn address, but whatever. Goddamn Jets. Um, let's see. Eagles versus Cardinals. Um, so this one's interesting to me. So, like, obviously, one, we can, I think, at this point say, yeah, we were probably wrong on uh, Jalen Hurts. You and I both were pretty vocal on how we didn't think he was going to be very good. I also am not going to fully say that off or defenses can't completely figure him out during the off season, and it might just be because they don't have as much time to prepare for him right mm-hmm. now. So I will say that. Um, but he is playing fantastic, way, way, way better than I could have thought. So good for him. Props, love it. Um, Cardinals, and it's very weird to say this because he like. Murray's had an awesome year, and he just went for, like, I don't know, like 400 yards and, like, four or five touchdowns last mm-hmm. game. But I legit feel like sometimes he is, like... All over I don't, the place? I don't even know. Like, out of whack All almost? over the place. Out of whack. Like, he starts rolling over to the right. First read's not there. Oh, shit. I better just take off to the left because I know the whole defense is going to the right, and I'm going to just run and get seven yards, and then we're going to just move on to the next play. Like, that's his outlet. And, again... I don't know if there's any way of stopping that. Like, he is so shifty and athletic that, like, even if teams start to pre- prepare for that and tell that defensive end to stick around there, like, he's going to be able to outrun or juke any of those defensive ends anyway. Yep. So I think it's something that can't get stopped. But, like, sometimes it's super frustrating. Um, and I'm going to say this. Christian Kirk deserves better. Wow. He gets, he gets like, two targets a game, maybe three. He had four this week, and like that was like the high in the last like five weeks. And he catches anything that's near him. He is such a better receiver to only get three or four targets a game. I think that's a very, very, very fair statement. Uh, these now these next three games get into the Chiefs and Saints. Uh, Drew Brees is clearly a little rusty. Uh, they're missing their top target, Michael Thomas. Um, and Kansas City just does what they do, and they find a way to win games. They create turnovers. Um, and they just keep rolling. They cannot be getting, be getting though. They, I know they're about to seal the AFC next week. Um, if they can win, 
and Pittsburgh loses once more, like it pretty much just steals for Kansas City to be the number one seed and get that first round by. They cannot be complacent right now. They cannot be getting bored because I do not want them rolling into the playoffs and then struggling to turn it back on and a mistake happens and it's too late and you and you lose to a team that you shouldn't lose to. I don't want that happening and that feeling keeps arising in my gut and I'm not liking it. The Browns and Giants the Giants not having Daniel Jones. Nah, the Browns are rolling right now. Giants didn't stand a chance. Steelers, Bengals, LOL at the Steelers. Juju, stop dancing on logos. Happy the Cincinnati Bengals were able to do that. I have no problem with what Juju does. I'll say it. <laughs> I think that it's turned into a distraction in terms of giving motivation to the other team. And now that you've done it twice after getting attention for it and you've lost after doing it, it is kind of turning into that little disrespectful aspect of like, hey, I get it's fun and cool, but we're also reaching a point of like, it's not helping us. And we're not enjoying you seeing you do it in pregame workouts because this team is not playing up to the level we should be. And we've lost three straight games. Uh, nobody was saying it in the first 10 weeks, though. I, I, I completely the, the, agree. I completely agree. You can't say, you to me, you can't say it's now a distraction because we've lost a couple games if you're not saying it's a distraction when we're winning games. Like, I, that does, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I'm going to say, dude, just keep doing it. Keep having fun. Like, it is who he is. Like, that's why that's why we all love Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, mm-hmm. he, is, he was loved, especially when AB was around, because, like, he's just a goofball. Like, he likes to have fun. He's a good dude. Like, and so I'm like, well, you know what? Just keep doing it, man. And actually, Joe Hayden came out today as well and said, I hope he keeps doing it. So um, he's just, he's just like, it's fun. Like Hayden was like, that is not the reason we were losing. We were losing because we're playing like absolute shit. And it is not because of somebody dancing. So, um, anyways, that's my, that's my saga right there. That's what I'm going to go with. And I'm going to end off of that. So next episode, super excited. The games are going to be awesome. Um, again, we have Christmas football, which is awesome. I love Christmas basketball. I really do. Speaking of that, NBA started tonight. Uh, Kevin Durant still looks like he's got it. Shocking. Same with Seth Curry and Steph Curry. I mean, so, um, Seth Curry as well, because his his brother's also awesome. Um, but anyways, that does it. We appreciate you all. And tonight we've been talking football.